King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue whose height was 60 cubits and whose width was 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dora in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent for the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to assemble and come to the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces assembled for the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. When they were standing before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had set up, the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, an entire musical ensemble. Fall down and worship the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Accordingly, at this time, certain Chaldeans came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, an entire musical ensemble. Shall fall down and worship the golden statue. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the fairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your gods. They do not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought in. So they brought those men before the king. Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods and you do not worship the golden statue that I have set up? Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, harp, drum, and the entire musical ensemble,
fall down and worship the statue that I have made well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God that will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He he ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was so overheated, the raging flames killed the men who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astounded and rose up quickly. Three men that we threw bound into the fire? They answered the king, true, O king. But I see four men unbound, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the fourth has the appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace and blazing fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over their bodies, over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their tunics were not harmed, and not even the smell of fire came from them. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Word of God, word of life. doesn't want to be a reader after that. Thank you, Linda. And I'm convinced Eric Hansen should be King George in Hamilton. Right? So we kicked off a new program year for kids, youth, and families just a couple Wednesdays ago. Wednesday worship is our biggest worship of the whole week. And Rich Holloway, who leads youth, told everyone a story that in high school, he was just so into basketball. And as he was warming up before a game at Hibbing High School, he looked up into the bleachers and he saw a few older women who looked a little bit familiar. And then he noticed they came back to his next game 
and is next. So he went home and he asked his parents about it, and they said, Rich, of course they look familiar. That's the quilting group from church. They come to watch your games. And so it went on through his whole season, and without even realizing it himself, Rich began to understand what it means to be church. Women decades beyond Rich saw his passion for basketball and decided to support him in that pursuit because they know how important it is to have community with you in life. Now, clearly, from that reading, you know there's so many angles to this story. A king so insecure about himself and his leadership that he has to build a statue and force people to bow down to it to affirm himself. So insecure about his ability to lead that every time he speaks, every instrument in the band has to play and that the king needs to provoke fear by increasing the temperature of fire, like 7,000 degrees would kill you more than 1,000? But the detail I just cannot shake in this story is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand up for their faith together. We don't know much about them except in chapter 1 of the book of Daniel. We are told that these young boys grew up together and they were formed in the Jewish faith. And then they were taken from Jerusalem to Babylonia and forced to work for the king. And that they ruled together. And then that Jewish faith that had begun so young and fostered by so many secured them to say that they would not worship statues and that they would stand up to faith when they asked to deny it. And so those three entered the fiery furnace together. They put their lives on the line together. I was thinking about funerals lately because I'm planning one here at Mount Olivet within the next week, which made me think back to my mom's, and I realized that the vast majority of people attending my mom's funeral had a connection to church. I knew most of them, but not all of them. And the stories that were shared of experiences in life that formed that faith, whether it was a relationship formed over 50 years ago or one that was more recent when my mom's body changed, I could tell people knew my mom and that my mom knew them and that these cords of faith were strong and they were created through shared experiences and not always ones of joy, often through disappointments and changes in seasons of life, and yet they showed up for each other. Is this faith in living together in a community just a generational thing? 20-some years ago when Rich was playing basketball in high school, or 60 years ago when my parents joined a church as newlyweds? 
Was that the only time that people really went to a church and connected with each other? Was it because supposedly life was simpler then and churches were smaller so everyone knew everyone and quilters could go to high school basketball games of youth from their church? I really don't think so. And that's why this story finds us today. The story from the book of Daniel that was told and written down because we need to hear today that we need each other to live out our faith, especially when life gets hot. Because it's difficult and it's meant to be shared together. And that God knows we need community who will speak and listen and show up for us in life and in death. Now, we don't get to hear the behind-the-scenes conversations of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they were brought before the king. Maybe one of them was so scared and ready to cower to the king's outlandish request to worship a statue rather than God. And just maybe the other two sat there in that moment of sadness and suffering and unknown and spoke a word and reminded them of the story of the past that God was close and God's promise was unfailing. When a baby or a youth or an adult is baptized here at Mount Olivet, we speak God's promise as we splash water on their head that nothing can separate them from God's love, not even death. And then we as a community, you and me, make a promise aloud, spoken in baptism, that we will stand alongside them in this topsy journey of faith. And we say, I promise to know and celebrate your call in the world. Jean, I promise to know and celebrate your call. Evie and Matthew and Izzy and Ike and Kirsten and Tim and Linda and Harvey. To recognize and get to know someone and to take interest in what they're up to Maybe you'll serve with them or sit next to them in church or go to an event that's happening in their life like a basketball game. There is a connection, something that grows quietly, and that is faith, and that is shared faith. And we also need to be reminded today that God's promise of love and presence is extended not just when we take care of ourselves, but when we look to the needs of others. And God promises to always be in that space between stimulus and response. It is formed and increased when people are in community. And this divine power of love casts out fear enough to step into the fire. And it casts out even death and it's revealed and strengthened when unlikely people connect in faith and live life together. We need to hear these stories, and we need Jesus' presence in bread and wine because we need that nourishment that God is still active and present, and we also need each other. 
if there's any kind of special sauce of faith, I think it's community. The kind embodied by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, people who are centered in God's love for the world, and they trust that God's mercy will catch us when we doubt and disappoint each other, and when the world clenches with fear and builds statues and increases the temperature of fire, when we don't know what comes next. We say it a lot here in church, we can't do this life alone, and therefore we are meant to know each other and walk with each other in life. And that only can happen when we are open to knowing each other and daring to go to a basketball game of someone else. It is really a matter of life and death. So if you are newer and just getting to know this community, I invite you to be open to who you may encounter, ask a question, be introduced to someone new. And if you're here for a while, tell the story of what community has meant for you. It happens when we show up even in a place or an activity that has meaning to you. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are bound and they're thrown into the fire together. But the writer of this story also tells us of a fourth person seen in the flame. The king guesses it to be a god, and we are never told for sure. But our hearts and faith tell us it is God, with an assurance that the promise even walks through fire. And as we stand up in faith to the powers of life that want to hold us down, God is there too, saving us and forming community. And this has happened since the beginning of time, God bringing people together and empowering them in their gifts to invite others to be a movement of love in the world. And so this promise comes to us today. You aren't meant to live this life alone. God is with us in the fire. Who is standing with you today? Amen.